Welcome to Free Chapel Spartanburg with Pastor Javon Ruff. Let's join the service in progress. Praise God, praise God. John chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture, and, um, and then I'm going to jump into what I'm going to share, uh, kind of piggyback off of last week. Not exactly, but last week I spoke a message or taught a lesson on, I called it the contents of Christmas. How many of you were here last week that heard that amen, amen? you want to go back and listen to that they'll have that on the podcast too you can listen to it and download it um kind of going to stay in the same vein but i'm going from john chapter three where i was last week i'm going to john chapter four beginning at verse one it says this that when jesus learned that the pharisees had heard he was making he was making um and baptizing more disciples than john though jesus himself was not baptizing but his disciples were he left judea and he went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. Notice that. Some translations, the King James said, he, he said it this way, he must go through Samaria. Another one said it was necessary to go through Samaria. The significance of that is that the Jews on a traditional uh, way um, avoided the area of Samaria. I'll talk about that later um, um, due to some cultural conflicts that they had with the current people that live there. And but, all, but, but going through Samaria was actually the shortest route to where they would go and worship, you know, at the temple. But yet they chose to take a longer route just to avoid a certain group of people. But Jesus, before he ever got there, he said, I'm must go through Samaria. It is a necessity that I go through there. You know, I've come to realize sometime in life that there are some things that you're just going to have to go through. There are some things that you're not going to always be able to avoid. You're not going to be able to go over it. You're not going to be able to go around it. You're not going to be able to avoid it. You're just going to have to go through it. But what I want to promise you today is when it comes to God and his promises and his help and his strength and grace in our life, whatever God allows you to go through, I promise you God is going to cause you to grow through. Did, did you hear what I said? If he's allow you to allow you to go through it, he'll use it to to grow you. When you come out on the other side, you'll be a better person. You'll be a stronger person because oftentimes in life, you have one or two options of the things that you go through. It's either going to make you bitter or it's going to make you better. But when it comes to God, his ultimate goal, when he gets you on the other side, if he doesn't pull you out of it, if he doesn't prevent you from going into it, but he allows you to go through it, the scripture teaches us there's ultimately a plan and purpose attached to that. The scripture said this, that I'm going to jump down uh, to verse five. And he said he came to Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus was worn out from the journey and he sat down at the well. It was about noon. And then verse seven, a woman came there um, of Samaria and drew water to draw water. And Jesus looked at her and he said, give me a drink. Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into the town to buy food, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew, listen to what Jesus responds. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him 
and he would give you a live, living water. Verse 11 says, sir, said the woman, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, and are you? Have, he gave us the well and drank from himself and he did his sons and livestock. Verse 13, I know I'm reading a lot, but I'm almost there. How I many you know it's good to read the Bible? For some of you, this is the first time in a month anyway. But anyway, let me get in here. But Jesus uh, 4.13, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will be a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so I won't thirst again and come here and draw water. And I'm going to stop there for the sake of time, but I encourage you to continue to read this story because um, I'm going to talk from there and teach from there this morning. I want to open up with this story this morning. As Christmas was approaching quickly, there was a young man who started thinking about what he could give his father, um, a father who lived far away for a good Christmas gift. He wanted to get in him something special something that would manifest how much he valued him. He looked all around and he found something that he thought would be unique, special, but actually unusual. It was an exotic parakeet. It was so unique that it could speak five different languages and it could sing the yellow rose of Texas standing on one leg. It was an unusual bird. He thought to himself that the father would surely think a bird like this was extra special. In addition, it cost $10,000. That is a special bird. This, the gist guy thought for sure that this most unique bird would show his father how much he loved him. He purchased the bird and he shipped it to his father. He couldn't wait to hear his dad's response to this most phenomenal gift. He called the father on Christmas day. He said, daddy, did you get my gift? His father said, I certainly did, son. The man said, well, dad, how did you like it? His father replied, ooh, son, that thing was delicious. His dad obviously missed the point of the gift that was sent to him. He didn't understand the nature of the gift that was sent to him. And because he didn't understand the nature of the gift, he treated it in a way other than how it should have been utilized. I wonder, is that kind of how we treat the gift, which is Jesus Christ? That's what I'm preaching about, the, 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 gift, the, the, the Christmas gift today. Because, because he didn't understand the nature of the gift, and he didn't understand what was behind the gift. He treated it in a way that he wasn't able to benefit from it the fullest. And when I thought about this story that we just read, when we come to uh, this woman at the well in John chapter four, I don't know if you caught it because it's a similar type situation because Jesus, when she, when she, when she, came, when she, when she encountered Jesus at the well, I want to take you back to verse 10. Notice, notice what she said. Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living 
water. Did you catch that? This woman did not recognize the gift. She did not know what was standing in front of her. She could not really grasp a hold to this gift that she had been given. Because in reality, what Jesus was saying, I'm a gift that's been sent to you. I'm a gift that's been presented to you in a special way. And what you gotta understand when we talk about Christmas, you gotta understand that that I said it last week, I'm gonna quote it again, and, and Jason said it, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The whole thought of the tradition of giving gifts at Christmas time all started with God himself who gave the first gift at Christmas, which was Jesus Christ. Not only was he the first gift, but he's the perfect gift. He's the best gift that anyone could ever receive. Understand that, watch this, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Because love is a verb. Love is action. Love means doing something. And when it comes to the greatest gift that anyone, watch this, could give or receive at Christmas, I promise you it's not a parakeet. I promise you it's not going to be found online. Or What is that? It's what? That's that parakeet. Hauling <laughs> for help. Lord Jesus. <laughs> I promise you. What was I? I bind every distraction right now. I promise you, you won't find that gift. I promise you. What? It'll be all right. They can come. This place is going to be on fire in a minute anyway. But anyway, I promise you, I promise you, you cannot find it in a mall. You cannot find it on your favorite website. You cannot find it in a, in a local department store. The only way that you're going to be able to comprehend or grasp a hold to this great gift is that you have to receive it from the Father. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that has ever been given to humanity. Can I get a big amen there? The Apostle Paul refers to Christ. I'm ready now. The Apostle Paul refers to Christ in 2 Corinthians 9. And it says this, thanks be unto God. Listen to how he says it. For his indescribable gift. One translation said a gift beyond words. Another one said a gift too wonderful for words. A gift beyond description. Understand that all of God's gifts are wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Romans 8.32 in the New Jerusalem Bible said, since God did not spare his son but gave him up for us all then we can expect that with him God will freely give us watch this all give us all of his gifts where are they they are in Christ Jesus when you and I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior we get a new identity we get a new ability we get a new community and we get a new destiny what do you mean a new identity if any man be in Christ 
He's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. What do you mean a new ability? The Bible said that we have the help of the Holy Spirit that abides in us, that enables us to do what we cannot do. Remember, Paul had a struggle in Romans 7. He said, the things that I should do, I don't do. And the things that I won't do, I can't do. I've got this struggle going on inside of me. My flesh wants to go one way. Another side of me wants to go away. How am I going to get rid of this? Romans chapter 8, he gives a solution. By the spirit of the living God, I can live. On, oh, I'm going to preach now. I can live a life of holiness. I can live a life of righteousness. I can live a life that is pleasing and acceptable to God. Because through the gift of Christ, I've got some help. Oh, I can't stop right there. I have a new community. A new community. What do you mean? The Bible said when we are saved, we are brought into the, come out of darkness into the marvelous light and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I know mama may have left you. Daddy may have left you. Family may have alienated you. But you, if you are a child of God, you are in a royal family with the king of kings. He's given you a new community calls the church come on somebody that surrounds you supports you and strengthens you and I would stop there but he also gives you a new destiny all of us was on our way to the devil's hell until Jesus Christ intercepted our mess and the Bible said now through this gift we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ is there anybody thankful for the real gift of Christmas now I feel like I can preach. What do you mean, Javon? When you look at this story, it reveals different aspects of this gift. Number one, if you're taking notes, I want to talk about the gift. Sometimes is an unexpected gift. Oh, come on, somebody. I know we often get gifts around holidays, but it's something about my wife when she gets a just because gift. When there's no holiday, there's no special thing attached to it. When I just bring something, I was just thinking about you. And out of the blue, it's just unexpected. Catch us by surprise. Catch her off guard. And the response to that is normally tremendous, but I'll stop there. And I did download that song because I'm going to need it later on, Jason. But anyway, I won't stop there. But I just want to talk about just 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 it's an unexpected this woman was minding her own business this woman was going to the well to get her water like she normally does and all of a sudden as she got three quarters a bit over with that pot she heard and she turned around and looked and there was standing was sweet Jesus Jesus was right there unexpectedly she didn't get a text she didn't get a DM she didn't get a push notification it wasn't on her reminders and nobody's gate come on gave her the memo or the email he just showed up unexpectedly can I tell you that we serve a God come on Christmas is about he knows how to show up unexpected have anybody ever received an unexpected gift can I just declare that we're in a season that I'm believing God to do the unexpected for you and your family things you didn't ask for he'll do it things that you didn't know come on somebody you like He's a God that will 
do the unexpected. I don't know about that, Javon, if you don't believe me. Ask Zechariah and ask Elizabeth, because Zechariah was minding his own business. Unexpectedly, an angel showed up and said, you're going to give birth to a son. Little old Mary was minding her business. She just got engaged. She's planning the wedding. She's talking about where she's going on her honeymoon. And all of a sudden, unexpectedly, an angel just shows up and messed things up. I'm here to declare over you that you serve a God that can bring unexpected blessings in your life. If you believe it, give him a shout of praise. I'm going to take it a little further. Because what you got to understand, well, Javon, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstance. You're exactly right. But I want to tell you your circumstance doesn't dictate your, the provisions of your God. Because God don't need conditions to be conducive to bless you. I don't care what the economy is doing and the economy is saying. Last time I, I checked, he supplies your needs and my needs according to his riches and glory. Come on that come through the gift Christ Jesus he said it over in Kings like this he said he said you're not gonna see any wind you're not gonna see any rain he said but your well shall be full in other words I don't need the conditions to be right because I'm God and I'm God all by myself and when I choose to bless you can't no devil in hell stop it it's an unexpected Unexpected, 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 unexpected gift. But, but, but I got to bring some balance. I got to bring some balance because the unexpected is not always positive. The unexpected can be negative. I know it's a soft and, and, and tender spot and I'm not trying to put salt in a wound. But those cities over there in Kentucky and all the ones, it was unexpected. I know they put it on the radar. I know they forecasted it, but it was unexpected. How many of them had already had Christmas planned? How many of them had their trees up, homes decorated, already decided what they were going to do for New Year's Eve? But out of the blue, the unexpected. (laughs) Pain. Heard, told him I saw a video online. Jason, with that guy, they showed it at the floor. He's playing on a piano and he's worshiping. And all of a sudden, the camera pans up and he's in his living room with the whole house and the roof blowed off. It's his friend. I didn't, I didn't even know that. But he's sitting there right in the middle of devastation and disaster. Looking all around at the unexpected. But in the middle of the unexpected, he's, he's worshiping. He's praising. I, I, I know that's easier said than done. Because when I saw it, I, I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. If I'm honest, you're a pastor. You're not supposed to. No, I'm a real dude. I'm a real man. I can't tell you what, what I would do in that moment. I don't know. But what I want to tell you, which you better not ever forget about Christmas. Christmas. 
when the announcement of Christmas was the announcement of it was in Isaiah you go back and fact check me if you want to and look at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 9 when the prophecy of the announcement of Christmas was given it was at one of the darkest times it was at one of the gloomiest times it was in one of the tumultuous times people were going through hell it was hardship it was struggle and people were messed up it was dark 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 but it was then that God gave the prophetic word to the prophecy to the prophet right in the middle of darkness he said light is coming and that's when we get the scripture they that walk in darkness have seen his marvelous light and I'm praying through the devastation and the darkness and the dilemmas and the hurts and the pains of you your family your losses your griefs your setbacks of 2020 that somewhere you shall see the great light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that know how to bring good things out of bad things say it's unexpected but it's the perfect gift she said if he said if you knew the gift who it was she said you would you you would be asking me you would you would talk to me different the woman you would address me different but watch this her perspective of him perspective didn't allow her to perceive this perfect gift right when she looked at him because see she had been used to she just thought ooh if you know the background oh this is just another man what you want I know my business is around town, but it ain't even that type of party today, Jesus. Some of y'all get what I'm saying in a minute. And she saw, thought it was just another man at the well. We hear about the woman at the well. If you check it out, there was a lot of men at the well. That well historically was a hookup spot. So she thought it was just another man that's coming along to say, what's up? But here's the problem. What she didn't realize, that the perfect gift, listen to what I'm about to say, was right before us. What she thought was coming in the future was already present. I put it down like this. This, this, this is how I wrote it down. Sometimes the perfect gift doesn't come wrapped the perfect way. Sometimes it's the perfect thing, but it doesn't look the perfect way. And watch this, how you see, oh my God, how you see God will determine how you receive from God. Some people, we were just talking, some people only see God in this small little box, this minimized God that really don't care about your whole life. He just wants you to save and go to heaven, but don't live the abundant life. Don't live a life of flourishing. Come on, I'm just saved and waiting on the trumpet to sound. That is not the life that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you to live he said I come that you might have life and life more abundantly but I'm telling you many people don't receive from God and it's because of the way they see God oh you want some scripture I'm glad you do because that was happened with the people let me give you here let me tell you in Matthew chapter 13 the Bible said he went to his own hometown and this is where he said a prophet is not welcome among his own people he went to his hometown he was preaching he was teaching he was getting down he was turning up in the temple and people's jaws were dropped people were going wow what this guy is preaching with authority and power and then you got some oh, who is that who does he think he is? 
That's that carpenter's son. Oh, you know, Mary, you know, all this little family and stuff. You know, the carpenter's son. You, you know, you know, Joseph is his daddy. <laughs> the Bible said, go to the next verse. And it said, and his sisters, go to the next one. I want to get down to verse 50. There it is. And they were offended by him. They were offended. You don't meet the standard. You don't meet the quota. Look at you. Look how you. Look, who, who, who? Last verse. That's what I want to get to. And he did not do many miracles because of their unbelief. Because they could not perceive him in the right way. They didn't. Come on. He could not. It didn't say he didn't do any, but they lived a limited life because of the way they saw Jesus Christ. They only saw a carpenter, but they couldn't see the Messiah. They only saw, come on, a brother to women, but they didn't see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm telling you this year, you might need to get a new perspective of the God you serve and know that he wants more for you and your family and you can dream or imagine. Quit putting him in a box somewhere in a corner just getting you saved in heaven. God wants to do more with your life. He's the perfect gift. Oh, I gotta hurry. <laughs> I gotta hurry. I, I gotta hurry. He's the perfect gift because what I'm realizing sometimes is this, is this, is this, you don't know what you really need. Sometimes we think we know what we need. My mother-in-law's here this morning and, 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 and this is our first Christmas without our, our, without our grandmother this year. And, um, and, um, but Nana is what we called her. She get gifts for everybody. She tried to get everybody a gift for everybody. And, and, and some of you Nanas are here, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, but Nana would often, socks, I ain't gonna say, I'm gonna say how I say it, draws. Some of y'all know what I'm talking, oh, underwear, let me get some fifth, draws. And, and, and when you got them, you kind of knew, it's like, come on, let's be real, it's like, oh yeah, thank you Nana, that's yeah. But, but Nana would say, I love you son. And you know what she said? I make sure I got you something that I knew you'd need. <laughs> see, see, when you're young like these teenagers, they don't get it. Well, as you mature, you understand. We all need some underwear and some socks because Nana didn't give us according to our wants. Oh, let me say it, our luxuries. She wanted to give a gift for our necessities because come on somebody, she, oh my Lord, because oftentimes we only want God to give us the luxuries, but God said what you don't need, no, you don't need, oh my God, you don't need a miracle, you need discipline. No, you don't need to make more money, you need a budget. Okay, I'm, maybe let me get back to Christmas because sometimes we want to tell God what we need. It's really what we want. And God said, I didn't say I'll supply your wants. I said I'll supply your need. And your father knows what you have need of before you ask. And that's why he said, 
He said, if you being evil <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more yes. is your heavenly father? Because sometimes you, uh-oh, you think you're asking for bread, but you're asking for a stone. And I love you so much, I, mm, I'm gonna tell you no, so don't, you don't end up with a serpent. So that you can have the fish and you'll thank me later. See, this nobody talks about this in church no more. Let me go on. Mary, did you know? Can I can I get can can I somebody said it was an undeserved gift. The Bible said this. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a couple more, I'm gonna get out of here. It's cause Jason was long-winded singing. I'm just saying. But anyway. He ain't gonna take my preaching time, but anyway, now. <laughs> but uh, say undeserved gift. Undeserved. It was undeserved. What do you mean? The Bible said. I said it earlier when Jesus went. She, the woman said this. She goes, "Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop. Let time out." See, this is how I read the Bible. What you doing talking to me? You, you're not. Wait a minute. You're not even supposed to be here. Why are you even talking to me? You Jews have no dealings with us Samaritans. Remember, we're half-breeds. We're not pure in our bloodline according to your standards. Yeah, yeah, you, you have cultural issues with us to the point that you avoid our whole city and take extra long time to go around to worship just so you don't have to come in contact with one of us. What are you doing here? Oh, but I love my Jesus. Oh, because he come down and he breaks all that foolishness down. All that barrier, tradition, religious, racial, whatever you want to call it, mess down. And he said, you got the wrong one. But no, really, you got the right one. Because the reason what she's saying, let me then, so she said, uh, I, I don't deserve you talking to me like this. But see, when you talk about an undeserved gift, See, see, nobody, a people, Jesus was the type of person that he always went out looking for the alienated. He was looking for the ostracized. He was looking for the downtrodden. He was looking for those that people had wrote off, who threw to the side, who said they had no value, and he said they had no worth. He was always looking for an opportunity to go to the beacon with tax collectors and sinners. He was always, yeah, I caught you right there, but anyway, he was always looking for an opportunity to be with, come on, come on, are you, are you following me? It was the heart of Jesus to be with the people that everybody else had written off and discredited. Can I just go a little further to teach you from the word of God this morning? Have you ever considered undeserved? Do you consider when, the, when we sing the song, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, do you really know what it's talking about? One translation said Bethlehem was considered the rut of the litter. It wasn't an attractive place at the time it wasn't a nice place it wasn't a go it wasn't where you wanted to put your mall it wasn't where you wanted to start your neighborhood or your community or your business but yet god chose that little bitty insignificant place and if it didn't stop there he said not only the announcement of the place look at the announcement to the people it was shepherds that the, come on somebody that he came to shepherds were considered low lives shepherds were considered low class bottom of the 
barrel. But Jesus said, those are the very people that I wanted to come to. But let me teach you something right here because you gotta go a little bit deeper than Bethlehem and shepherds. Now I understand why. Because Bethlehem was considered the house of bread. And when Jesus came to Bethlehem, it's because he was the bread of life. And the reason why he came to be shepherds, come on somebody, oh my God, there was a little shepherd boy, oh God, that was alienated and ostracized from his own family, but it was him that God chose to be the next king. Oh my God, guess what Bethlehem is called? The city of David. Oh, I'm preaching good this morning. And when Jesus just talked to describe himself, he said, I'm a door, I'm a way, I'm a truth, I'm a life, but he didn't stop there. I am the great shepherd. So when, oh, come on. So when Jesus came, he wanted to tell you, don't let your beginnings determine your end because when I get in your life, I can cause something great to come out of something bad. It's undeserved. It's the grace of God. Let me give you this and I'm gonna wrap up. Say it's an all-inclusive gift. She answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. Give me this water. All-inclusive. Have you, you know when you, especially kids and stuff, you get those gifts that you're excited, you, they, they get it, get it open, and, and, you, and you, once you get in, you start looking at everything, you fail to realize, oh, it need batteries. <laughs> Where are the batteries? You look, there ain't no batteries. You look on the outside, oh, batteries not included. <laughs> Anybody had to make one of those gas station runs like on Christmas Eve, you're trying to go get, you don't want to say when everything is closed and you want to, oh, oh I better be careful, but anyway. <sighs> But a gift where you buy something and then you got to say, then you open up and say, well, uh, it needs this to work. Then you got to go buy another cord. And then you got to go buy another this. You know, it's like buying a camera. You got to buy a lens, got to buy that. I'm like, can't all that just come together? I mean, can you all not just put it together? It would make it a whole lot easier for all of us. Come on. But unfortunately, that's not that way. Maybe it's marketing, maybe it's retail. I get it. But God said, that's not how I operate. I made sure when I sent you my gift, it had everything included. It was all inclusive. Because when you open up that gift, let me just put it. The Bible said in Colossians 2, 9, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He said, if you want to know what I look like as God Almighty, look at Jesus. Everything he is, is everything that I am. God, come on, the Bible said the heavens cannot contain him, but yet the body of Jesus held him. He said everything, he did a download into the body of Christ, the whole Godhead, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, down in the Son, giving us an all-inclusive gift. So let me look at it this way. So let me tell you what's in that gift. Jehovah Jireh's in that gift. Jehovah Rapha's in that gift. Jehovah Nisi's in that gift. Jehovah Shalom is in that gift. Jehovah Roha is in that gift. Jehovah Sidkenu is in that gift. Jehovah Shama is in that gift. Wonderful Counselor's in that gift. Mighty God is in that gift. Everlasting Father 
father is in that gift. Prince of Peace is in that gift. And just when you think you bumped into a problem that you cannot resolve, he'll be that too. Because that's what he told Moses. I am whatever you need me to be. Just write my name in it because I'm the all-inclusive gift. I don't need another savior. He's got it all. I don't need another this and another that. He's all, the old song said he's all. Yeah, they heard it. Somebody heard it. I can't sing, but they knew. He's all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. America, he's all we need. Come on, America, he's all we need. I said he's all we need. He's all we need. You need comfort, he's all you need. You need strength, he's all you need. You need restoration, he's all you need. He's the all-inclusive gift. Stand at your feet. I had so many others. Jason stole my time. A couple of months before Christmas, the wife, the wife of a mail carrier was killed in a car accident. The husband was overcame with grief and was trying to work through his sorrow. And he stayed late at his post office sorting through the mountain of mail that always come through at Christmas time. His job that day was to go through the mail that had been lost and to find out where it should be rerouted. He came across a letter that was addressed to Santa Claus and he noticed that the address at the top of the letter was his own. So he opened the letter, looking down at the bottom of the page, he saw that it was his only, it was his only daughter's signature. And he read, Dear Santa, my mommy died two months ago. And since then, my daddy has been crying himself to sleep every night. He says only eternity will heal him. So Santa, would you please send a little bit of eternity to my dad this Christmas? What I'm saying to you, when Jesus sent his gift, the gift of Christmas, He didn't just send a little bit of eternity. He sent the full package deal. He sent it all in Jesus Christ. Yeah. He sent the healer to the broken heart. He sent the lifter to the head. He sent the repairer of the breach and the builder of the waste places. He sent the one that can restore families, restore homes, Restore marriages, restore relationships. It wasn't just a little bit of God. It wasn't just a part of him. It was all of him that dwelled in Christ. The Christmas gift to you and I. Now the question is, have you received that gift? Have you personally received it? Because when he went to that woman specifically, you know what she was saying? I'm coming to you personally because I want, this is a personal gift, meaning a personal relationship with me. That's what I want. 
Emmanuel, God with us. I wanted to be with you. That's why I went from building temples to your body becoming my temple. I want to be with you. With every head bow and every eye closed, please no one leaving and no one moving. Please honor this moment. Have you personally received the gift of Christmas? I'm not asking you, have you received church? I'm not asking you, have you received religion? I'm not asking you, I grew up going to church all my life. I'm not asking you any of that. I don't count it strange that it was Jesus and this woman one-on-one having this conversation. I believe it was strategic. The disciples wasn't there. Nobody else was around us them one-on-one. Because that's what salvation, it's about a one-on-one with Jesus. This is between you and him. You're not saved because mama was saved or daddy was saved or great-grandmama was saved. You, you're saved and you're forgiven because you personally did it. You had a conversation. You had a surrendering and a repentance moment to Jesus Christ yourself. And when you do that, you receive the gift. It's not just the reception of a gift. Watch this. It's a gift exchange. Your wretchedness for his righteousness. Your sickness for his healing. Your pain for his purpose. The Bible said he was rich but became poor that you and I might become rich. He exchanges all of his righteousness and who he is and takes all of your sin, all of your mishaps and mistakes and there's a gift exchange. And the initial part of that gift is eternal salvation. So I want to ask you this morning, have you received the gift of Christmas? It's not coming this week. The gift you're looking for is not going to be under a tree. The gift you need and you're looking for was hung on a tree called Calvary. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you this question. Have you received the gift? It's already been paid for. (laughs) You just got to receive it. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Maybe you're here and you're backslidden. Maybe you just came. I just came to see Jason Crabb. I like the way he sings. Listen, I love Jason. I love the way he sings. But me liking him and loving his music ain't going to get me into heaven. And I promise you he would echo that. His, his, His heart for your soul is greater than your heart for his songs. So when I get to three and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to acknowledge him by raising your hand. One, if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. Two, if you know that this is the chance, it's time for me to quit playing church and God games. I need the gift. I want the greatest gift this year, and that's Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to repent, rededicate your life. That's fine too. Come back to God. Three, if that's you, raise your hand right now. Raise it up high. I want to see it. That's you all over this room. Just raise it up to acknowledge him. Anybody? Oh, I see that hand. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see that hand. God bless you. Unashamedly. I know. Unashamedly. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Yep. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? 
Those of you that raised your hand, I saw those hands go up, wonderful. More than anything, Jesus sees those hands that have went up. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right now. All of us as a family are gonna pray this prayer. That's why we're in this thing together. Many of the people that surround you right now have prayed the prayer or some like it that you're about to pray. And when you pray this prayer right where you're standing, God is gonna hear it, Jesus Christ is gonna hear it. He's gonna come into your heart and forgive you of your sins right in this moment. And guess what? You don't have to wait till the 25th. You've just celebrated Christmas in a fresh new way. Are you ready? Family of God, let's pray this prayer with them. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died and rose again. And the blood you shed on the cross cleanses me from all of my sins. And today, I receive your forgiveness. I'm a new creation. I have a new identity. I have a new ability. I'm in a new community. And I have a new destiny because of what you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for being the best gift I could have ever received for Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, come on. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, come on, come on. We're celebrating those that made that decision. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For more information about this message or to join us at one of our live services at Free Chapel Spartanburg, visit freechapel.org Spartanburg. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you soon at Free Chapel Spartanburg.